0: Howdy Howdy Do Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 231.
1: Yes.
2: One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in
0: all your beliefs, and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.
2: Our lives are different too
0: Howdy, howdy to who fans. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed Meant to do to something. Do. Doctor Who related. related.
3: Hey, remember this week?
0: <laughs> I got told off. Who told you off? Yeah uh one of our long timers spencer oh yeah he was very polite about it
3: that's good though because that, that proves that they're they're listening and there you know we do it just to keep people on their toes just testing it's a test See isn't if anyone it? Yeah. spots yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah so i got uh, a tweet from spencer just said uh have uh, you guys
3: not managed to do something dr
0: who related on this episode the opening really jarring for me so i think what you were saying is guys you beeped up you insert beep here you were
3: yeah, I've got to say it's funny because um ah oh, months ago I was having lunch with a a friend. Holly finally listens cretance. to the podcast, yep. and he's a funny old bean. I'm not going to name him, but <laughs> he's a funny old bean. And he said to me, "Oh, I do like I do enjoy your podcast." I said, "Oh, that's good." He said, "But I wish you'd stop saying the same thing at the beginning every week." And I was like, "Really?" Oh. I said, "But that's our that's our bit." He's a funny so and so, so we'll we'll ignore that. But he was probably the only person pleased that we forgot to do it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh dear!
3: Yeah, mm. uh, no, no. He's most people will enjoy it. He's mm. he would he would, and I know he won't mind me saying this. He would be the one <laughs> that didn't enjoy it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice as well. I didn't even notice you forgot to say it.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I, I lost myself just for a minute, I think. Uh, <laughs> I redeemed slightly, right right at the very end in the outro. I remember, ironically, right at the end in the outro, I remembered and did it then. But yeah. too little, too late for some yeah, people.
3: Yeah, too late. Yeah. That, but it was a reward for anyone that had listened all the way to the end, <laughs> yeah. to the very last few seconds of the podcast.
0: Indeed, yeah. And somebody <laughs> actually, I think it was on Twitter or Facebook, I can't remember now, but uh, somebody did ask us to reinstate the end of the episode competition remember oh, we yeah. did that about a year or so maybe two years ago oh, yeah. we always used to finish the the episode with a trivia question and you'd find out the answer next week it was a bit like sort of saturday morning live television i suppose you know going live and stuff That's you used right. to have those yeah, competitions and put your answer on the back of a base card all that jazz <laughs> so maybe we should do that get the old brain cells rocking again
3: Mm, the quiz. Yeah. Well, you've got a quiz book, haven't you? Yeah. And I've got one somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. I'd say who is very good go. at quizzes. Maybe we should get him involved is our friend Morgan. He's very good at doing oh, of course. questions. Yeah. 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 He sometimes brings one down the pub, doesn't he? He'll just say, oh, should we do a Doctor Who quiz? Oh, yeah. Who
0: doesn't like a good old Doctor Who quiz, eh? Night or day?
3: Mm, Indeed. I love a quiz. Who
0: doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so we might do that. I might look at that for next week. Yeah. And uh get you guys to um to report back with your answers, of course. Uh, anyways, how have you been, buddy? You have been all good? Anything Doctor Who related?
3: This is I uh, no, you know this has been one of the most quiet weeks for me in terms of Doctor Who related stuff. I haven't managed to do anything. And that's unusual. I normally find something, don't I? But no, I haven't read any more of my cricket men book. I haven't had time for any of that. Um I haven't read Doctor Who magazine because <laughs> I'm mm. furious that once again, and I know long time listeners will be laughing, once again my Doctor Who magazine was folded in half and oh, shoved no. through the letterbox and no. looked like looked it have like been chewed by, the, by a dog. So I, <laughs> I actually, this is absolutely true. I was just in the process, because I have a sticker on the front of our letterbox saying, please do not bend my magazines because it happens all the time. So I've put a sticker on there. So for the last few months it's been all right. And then I was literally, I went outside, looked in the letterbox, saw nothing there. I thought, oh, I must replace that sticker because it's its all faded. I come in, I wrote the sticker saying, please do not bend or fold my magazines. Went out to put it on the letterbox and there it was inside, folded in half and shoved it. And I thought, like, I don't believe it. In those three minutes, I'd missed the postman and he'd shoved it through. So anyway... I thought, well, he must be he must must be close. So I, I raced out of there. I was fuming with this <laughs> folded, crumpled magazine. And I saw this postwoman walking down the road, and I was thinking, oh, that's not my usual postman. So I raced. I chased after her down the road with this magazine <laughs> and was like, excuse me. And uh, I noticed, actually, Dr. C magazine, because I suppose I've had a few replacements that I've actually put on the thing on the front, please do not bend as well. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I did actually chase after the postman, and she... She looked a bit startled. And I wasn't rude. I mean, I'm never rude. I, was, I just said to her, um, could I ask you to just actually just open the gate and pop this in the box and not fold it? I think because I pay extra for these. Because, you know, with the subscribers get the text list covers. And actually, I've grown to really like those. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I just didn't know what to do. and I'm quite new on the job. And I was like, fine, fine. So hopefully it's sorted. And the sign is back on the gate. <laughs> so hopefully it won't happen again. But no, it's, been, it's kind of, it's right down the middle as well. So when you open it, it's like opening a sort of, um, a sort of folded. If you know what I mean, it's not fun to read because it's got a great big crease right through every single page. It's kind of, you're sort of reading it and it's all falling around in your hand. If that makes sense, it drives me crackers. So I've kind of thrown it on the side in anger <laughs> and I haven't read it. Um, I'm waiting for the replacement to sit up, but yeah, anyway, I've had a word with the postie, so it shouldn't happen again. But if it does, then I might not be so polite about it. <laughs> not good, mate. Bad
0: times. <laughs> not
3: good. No, That's not good. Because yeah. Anyway, so that so I haven't done anything. I haven't I haven't had time to watch any Doctor Who or or nothing really. I, I've the only thing I've watched this week, and it's the only thing I can even remotely tie into Doctor Who related is um uh, the thick of it because it's got Peter Capaldi in it. So a friend of mine said to me. You know, he couldn't believe I'd never watched the sick of it. So I was like, no, no, I haven't. They had the box set in HIV for a ridiculously cheap price, like every single mm-hmm. series plus the film. I think it was like nine ninety nine 99 or fourteen ninety nine in a box. So, so I bought it. I thought, oh, I'll get it because I'm sure I'll enjoy it. So I've been working my way through that. And um, I watched the final episode of Series 4 of that the other night. But that's the only thing I've watched at all with any sort of doctor in it. And Capaldi's is great in it. He is absolutely brilliant in it. Not, it's not one for the kids though. My word, Definitely the language. Not, yeah. The language is shocking. <laughs> but I knew that because I've seen clips of it and stuff. But yeah, it's very strange seeing him like thinking that's the doctor, but he's like <laughs> effing and blinding and throwing sandwiches at people. And it's, it's quite, it's quite funny, but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of it as well. It's not mm-hmm. like, uh, it's not like every other conversation or a few times the F-bomb. Pretty much no, it, every sentence that he says has got an F bomb in it. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's well, he's a very versatile actor, isn't he? Very, very different to the
3: Doctor. Very different. Actually, he is versatile because I've just thought this is true. Yesterday, I was going through YouTube and stuff, and I saw the Lewis Capaldi video that mm. Peter Capaldi was in. So it's his second cousin, cousin removed or something, something like that. Because yeah. I've been because you know I've just sort of been trying to gen up on my music and stuff and. And I was thinking, oh, everyone's on about this Lewis Capaldi, and I haven't really sort of listened to any of his stuff. What's it about then? I saw the Capaldi video, so I played that and um <laughs> it nearly reduced me to tears. Have mm-hmm. you seen that
0: video? Yeah, it's lovely.
3: Yeah. It is so moving for a music video. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and again, it's it's just Capaldi's face. He's just like, he's not there's no dialogue, it's just all in his acting, in his facial expressions, and oh wow. I saw sort of watch that music video and I was thinking. That was brilliant. I don't know if I enjoyed it or not because it, it, you know, the music made me feel so sad. Yeah, when I yeah. switched it off, I almost felt depressed. But it's a, it's a nice song and it's a great video with Peter Capaldi. So, can't think of what the song's called. I don't know if you know. It's um.
0: I can't remember the name. No, but it's no. A, it's but a great Lewis video. Capaldi
3: is the singer. Um. And yeah, Peter was in the video. I think it's called. No, I can't remember what it's called actually. Starts with him stood at a train station. It's absolutely awesome but uh, worth a watch but just yeah don't don't put it on if you're having a bad day because it might <laughs> might finish you off
0: <laughs> i think it was uh, someone you loved yeah that sounds right yeah, yeah.
3: really nice song yeah. yeah
0: so it's a it's a it's a sad music video but it's kind of nice at the end it,
2: it is nice at the you end
3: know, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah but so, Capaldi, even though he's just a music video he's so good in it and it kind of made me oh just think you know, I just wish we'd had a bit more of his doctor. I think he was such a, it's one of the best actors we've had mm. as the doctor. I think I just wish we'd had a bit more of him, really. Definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
0: one of those, not as extreme, but it's a little bit of an Eccleston vibe where mm. you just wanted a bit more. And unfortunately for Capaldi, he was written a little bit up and down, inconsistent, yeah, roundabout, wasn't definitely. he? Until he settled into it a little bit. Series
3: for, 10, he was. Spot on wasn't he yeah
0: I think series 10 he was really um he he had found his groove like a hundred percent then yeah, before then I think he was battling with some of the writers and where to to take his role a little bit and I think there was there was moments of brilliance there though all the way along there was these little pockets of of amazing but yeah, he was just needed a bit i think another series because he was' in anari it wasn't he
3: yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe he was considering it. Yeah. Yes. Talking of um, <laughs> uh, talking of uh, Eccleston, um, <laughs> his Instagram feed is worrying me. <laughs> like, so I'm thinking through Instagram and the other day, and because he's got an official account on there, as we were talking about last week, and this a couple of days ago, I posted a picture of him, and he was sort of, he's got this mad unkempt beard. And he was covered in rocks, I think, or something. Did you see this? No, I, oh, right. I, I haven't seen it, this it one. It just looked yeah. a little bit odd. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't, not, not. It just looked like a man that was perhaps on the edge of losing his mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
3: <He looked laughs> I don't know. It was just a bizarre picture, and he has been posting pictures of like, um, like shopping racks and things. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not having to go at Chris because I think he's great. I, I love Chris Eccleston, but um, yeah, I'm just slightly concerned disturbed by some of the things he's posting on insta yeah, but it does get your attention and i'm sure that's the whole reason for it
0: <laughs> yeah i'm looking at it now it's, are you looking at uh, it now yeah the only wording to support the picture just says albert and esme design so All right, okay. it looks to me like some kind of is it photo shoot for something
3: a photo shoot maybe yeah, okay but then the next
0: photo is him in the garden with some with some flowers some yellow daffodils i think
3: yeah
0: where he looks Lovely. a bit more normal
3: yeah yeah, it looks good and all. Yeah, but <laughs> it's then the, good. Though. I love the fact he's on Insta. I think it's it's fun.
0: But then the photo on from that is a guy standing there with a ginormous cabbage, and his wording is just "My friend Dave with his cabbage."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, I was a little bit disappointed listening to the. I was listening to the David Tennant podcast the day. Um, not disappointed in that because it's excellent. Um, but disappointed that he was talking about his Instagram account. Oh, right. And I was thinking, and he basically said, "Yeah, I don't have anything to do with that." <laughs> no, I of course like, he oh.
0: doesn't. No, no.
3: No, he basically just said, "No, it's set up to publicise the podcast." But he, he said, "Now I don't. I have no, nothing to do with anything to do with that posting from that at all." And I was thinking, "Oh, that's a shame because." You know, we know that they don't do it all sort of thing, but would I like to think he sort of had some input or or that you might get a surprise picture from Tennant. And, you know, but no, uh, that was a bit sad. No, he <laughs> doesn't at least have Chris, anything. With, at least with Chris, it's just sort of thinking he's definitely posted that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a bit strange. I'll, I'll, I'll give yeah. you that one, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit odd.
3: Are any of the other doctors on Insta? Imagine if Hartnell yes. was on Instagram. <laughs> yeah,
0: McCoy's on there. Is he? Yeah. He posts his own stuff or whoever's oh, the with Travel him. posts, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think. Hmm, Matt's. No, Matt Smith's not. No, on.
3: Matt's not on there, no.
0: Uh, I think that might be it. I don't know yeah. of any other. Uh, is. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> Colin? Colin, is he on there? How did you know who I meant? No. Huh? How did you know who I meant by that?
3: No, I don't know. Just psychically. See,
0: we're on the yeah. same. Contact the vibes are, are coming through the, the tech yeah
3: well uh, i was just thinking who oh, i'd like to see on that i thought colin would be a good but no colin loves twitter doesn't he colin's he does. on twitter
0: well that's why i asked because i know that he's a, yeah. a twitter he does like to tweet.
3: With, yeah, i miss davison on twitter as well do you remember the days when davison was on there and do you, actually you probably well you might remember do you remember when the moth the moth was on twitter for oh, yeah. a while he was yeah And he got driven off he did but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a breakdown
0: think, didn't he and well, yeah, well, I
3: think he had a few glasses and let let rip <laughs> <laughs> and then decided it's probably best if he wasn't on it. But that's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame people get driven off Twitter. It is, by, yeah. By idiots and fools, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, i tell you if, who is on. Sorry, oh, I'll tell you who is on. It's the RTD, Russell, Rusty Davis. He's yeah, I follow on him, he yeah. He pops yeah. up on my yeah. feed a few times. He's cool. He yeah, posts like a lot it. as well. Oh, Russell. Yeah, he puts a lot on
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking to David Tennant, though, the upcoming series can't wait for that to start at the end of may oh me too good omens yeah it looks were, i think they put another trailer or something out last week or the week before with some other little bits and uh it just looks really really good like really funny and entertaining and tenant looks re- i think tenant really shines when he's playing the bad guy you know
3: he does yeah he yeah.
0: absolutely shot you remember when he played uh who was it i think it was what's the the uh, the jessica jones series with the the marvel thing that was on netflix oh jessica jones he played the bad guy yeah he was really really good as that
3: he is good i remember like way well before he was dot two he did an itv drama called secret smile and he was a very nasty piece of work in that and he played it too well. He was like, no, I don't want to see the Doctor doing it But um yeah. he was very good in that, but he was yeah, it was a nasty piece of work. But good um Good Omens looks amazing. I was only talking about that last night because we were finishing up a few series that we'd been watching, like Line of Duty finished, um, and stuff like that. We were like, Oh, we need something new now. And I was like, Yeah, well, Good Omens starts soon, I said um and you were the first person to tell me about it I'd, I'd never heard of it and you were like oh this is this thing with David Tennant and Michael Sheen and it looks really cool based on the um is it Terry Pratchett it's the Neil or Gaiman Philip... uh, co-author oh, Neil, Gaiman. Neil
0: Gaiman and Terry Pratchett they wrote the book together
3: yeah that's it so I was like so that's starting nice. to so I watched the trailer the trailer looks awesome I thought yeah this is what I need now I've got you know I need a new series to start so I was googling it last night and I couldn't find it and I was like when does this when does this start? And I was realised after what, I was googling the wrong thing. I was googling Good Souls. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't find this Good Souls TV series anywhere. And so, anyway, I eventually googled David Tennant, and they come up and Good Omens. I was like, ah. And it's the end of this month, isn't it? It's the end of May.
0: Yeah, the thirty-first of May It goes out on Amazon Prime. So you need to have Amazon Prime to watch it because it's uh, it's made by Amazon, but it's co-produced by the BBC. And Neil Gaiman was in an interview or a week or so ago and said that it will go out on BBC 2, but it will be a few months after that.
3: That's good, because I don't have Amazon Prime, but I think I might be able to hack into my parents. (laughs) I think they (laughs) don't ever share a thing on Amazon, because I was talking to my mum about it, and she didn't know. But I'm sure you can share amazon i'm not sure anyway but i'm going to try and hack into theirs and if i can't then it's good that it's going to be on the bbc i'll be able to watch it yeah, um, yeah. on bbc bbc 2 did you say uh,
0: apparently so yeah bbc cool. 2 uh, a few yeah. months after so i don't know august september time possibly
3: not yeah sure, but his, his latest podcast is um it's david tennant and michael sheen actually in there i listened to half of it uh not yesterday day before um i only stopped because i got interrupted i need to finish off but those two have a great rapport um and um just hearing them on the podcast i was just thinking these two are going to be great in that i've not so. listened to that
0: one yet but oh, it's good. It good
3: well what yeah. i've listened to so far it's really good yeah oh. yeah so yeah that's going to be a good one i think one to look forward to
0: indeedy he
3: he's playing the devil isn't he <laughs> uh,
0: he plays a <laughs> demon not the devil but he plays a demon
3: yeah. Oh, a demon, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was... I th- yeah, sorry, yeah. I thought it was the devil and God, but is it, it's a demon and an angel, isn't it?
0: That's right, yeah. They become uh, sort of unlikely friends.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and
0: uh, <laughs> I think the, the story is... I, I bought the book uh, last month or the month before, but I've not had a chance to start reading it yet because I've already got another two books on the go. Um, But I think the premise is the, the Antichrist has been born and they think it's this one child that's brought up to be a certain way but it's not him at all and mm. uh michael sheen's character has settled into this sort of village life really nicely and he doesn't want to, to have that disturbed and david Tennant's character he's of uh, he's also knocking around on earth and he's very happy so the yeah. two of them band together to stop the antichrist from bringing the end of the world the apocalypse basically so it's uh, it's a real sort of big uh I don't think it's a religious thing per se, but it, it does centre around the whole apocalypse and angels and demons and stuff. But mm.
3: I guess quite, so it yeah. looked like it was the kind of, well, I'm hoping it'll be, it looked like it had action and comedy and it just looked like that sort of mix of stuff. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I need at the minute. Something a bit of, uh, yes, yep. it's a bit of action, a bit of comedy. I think we all do. A couple of explosions. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: bit of escapism, eh? Just for an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. That's all we want. Just for an yeah. hour just some escapism
3: and yeah old chibbers if you're listening Mm. that's all we want that's all we want so have you you been up to anything doctor (laughs) who related this week uh no uh, well a little little bit bit So lacking aren't we we need to get some well i say we need to get some classic hill on we do do we do manage to watch at least one classic hill every month for the review don't we but we do yeah yeah uh week before
0: last i bumped into mandip gill
3: I was getting, that's I knew there was something I wanted to ask you. Yeah, so and when you say bumped into, you mean literally? Yes, literally. Bumped into her, sent her coffee flying across the street, and no, what happened?
0: Yeah, so I was coming out of my office. So every couple of weeks, I need to go into London for work to our office there, mm. and I was coming out sort of late morning-ish to go and get coffee, walking across the road. I was on my phone, as which is very naughty, I know. Across the road, looking at my phone. <laughs> but it's a quiet road anyway; no one ever goes down there. I'll get hit by a car next week. I know. I
3: know, yeah. I just think, yeah. Mm. And somebody was
0: coming towards me and sort of my peripheral vision, I couldn't make out. And they were on their phone as well. And we bumped into each other. And I knew instantly who it was, as you do, because, you know, who she is. And uh, I was very apologetic. I was like, I'm really sorry, really sorry. And she had a big smile on her face. She took it very well. The six foot guy, just nearly knocking her off her feet. And she was all smiling. She's like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. And that was it. And so my... My tiny little interaction with with the new era of Doctor Who was that.
3: Well, that's cool, though. Yeah. She's very you, small. She's a lot smaller than what I thought she Yeah, Yeah. Mm. You weren't tempted to say, oh, man, going to get a selfie then like I would have been? Well, <laughs> She I, wouldn't uh, have got away from me.
0: Well, I, I, for a split second, I thought about it. But then, you mm. know, she had headphones on and she was clearly... Oh, right, yeah. I think she had... I wasn't looking, but I think she had Google Maps or something on her phone. So she was looking to try and find... some some location so i didn't want to
3: to be fair it's awkward as well isn't it because i when i lived in london i used to bump into people all the time and i it's almost like you have you freeze a little bit because there were so many i can't think of example there's so many times when i would see someone famous and be like oh want to ask them but actually know they've gone and you know it's it, something you just sometimes you just don't want to bother them on the street i mean there are certain people that you know if i saw them i would just have to like if i saw matt smith on the street i would just have to go up to him and ask him of course and yeah. and you know because i would regret it if i didn't but you, you do sort of sometimes feel bad because they're just going about their day to day i think that's what isn't that what used to annoy john sim is it just be doing his grocery shopping and he'd get hounded <laughs> for that's
0: right selfies
3: yeah. and that's <laughs> why he's like oh that's why he got such a bad rep i think for for being grumpy and stuff but you to an extent you can understand it you know they probably get it a lot so so in a way it's kind of cool that you didn't because she's yeah she's probably just going about a day-to-day and exactly you know it sounds yeah. like she would have been really nice so if you had but you know
0: yeah lovely smile well she might yeah.
3: run you over next week so you know <laughs> she might be the one driving the car and you know and then not see you but there you go there you go yeah you uh, might see her again
0: other than that nothing really um mm. my uh, my good wife was about to lob uh, down to the charity shop a, a Doctor Who book that I hadn't uh, seen in ages and hadn't read yet. It was the...
3: <laughs> What's she doing getting rid of your Doctor Who book? No, this
0: was this what a Doctor Who book that she bought oh, okay. a couple of years back. <laughs> uh, it's the Doctor Who Fairy Tales book. Oh, I it's remember got a,
3: that. I never got that, actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, I didn't either. So it's got a really nice cover. It's got like a hand-drawn kind of cover.
3: It's glittery, isn't it, if I remember right? Yeah,
0: and she... Um, and she said, "I'm about to take this down to the charity shop. Do you want it before I do? Get rid of it because it's Doctor Who." I was like, "Yep, I'll have that." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started reading that. It's actually not too bad, you know. It's it's a cool yeah. little read. Yeah, it's not it's not going to win any awards for literature, but it's it's a really good sort of fun little read. So oh, okay. I started that, and uh, not much else
3: really. Saved from the charity shop. Yes. Yes. It's got visions of, of your, you know, your, your partner just getting rid of, every time you turn your back, I can go, <laughs> <laughs> I can go to the charity shop, get rid of all your, all your pops. And
0: there is that yeah. to consider. He doesn't need you know. that
3: anymore. Yeah, the webcam's turned on. Don't let her get hands on the Harrop figures, for goodness sake.
0: Oh, crikey. No.
3: Make sure yeah. they're safe.
0: The webcam's turned on and monitoring <laughs> the situation at all times. I can go, I can log in on my phone and and see it, so. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's all good, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the only the other thing I've done, this is a very, I'm going to say this very, very quickly, and it's a real quick, shameless plug, and I won't say it anymore. But my other, I started another podcast recently.
3: <gasps> gasp. Yeah, so gasp.
0: For, for for ages now, I've been to and throwing and contemplating starting a Star Wars podcast because my other love of sci-fi, so Doctor Who is my television love of sci-fi, Star Wars is my movie uh, love and I've wanted to do it for ages and I've been umming and ahhing and people have said no you shouldn't do one because there's like a billion others there's if you think there's a lot of Doctor Who podcasts there's like a times that by a hundred that's how many Star Wars podcasts are out there uh but I thought now nah, sod it I'm gonna give it a go so um uh, a, a guy um a good friend of mine that I used to do a DC comics and films podcast with years ago uh, we teamed up and we've done this Star Wars podcast so anyone that's into Star Wars as well as Doctor Who uh, go over to iTunes or Spotify whatever and just do a search for Spark of Rebellion that's the name of the, the new Star Wars show by yours truly
3: sounds good Spark of Rebellion I like the name
0: yes so I'm not going to say it anymore that's the shameless plug uh, <laughs>
3: well that's another one tick so you've got Doctor Who Star Wars now all we have got to do is do a Whirls of Gummidge a Blake 7 and what was the other one we were getting uh,
0: well, yeah there was another one wasn't You're, there
3: we're slowly getting around so then your whole week just be constantly recording podcasts oh that'd be nice if <laughs> it would be nice actually yeah.
0: yeah if I won the lottery or came into some money I think I would do that just full time I think yeah. I would just be oh, a podcaster or something like that yeah it's, it's amazing yeah <laughs> Yeah. Podcasting is very, uh, it, it's got a, I don't know how to say it. It's got a very cool aspect to it. Mm. Podcasting. Because yeah, a lot of people as over the, over the years where we've been to t- several conventions and events and so on, people have said to us, Oh, I love it. It must be really cool doing a doctor who podcast. It must be really cool doing that stuff. And I think cool is just the best word to to sum it up. It's, um, yeah, it's just a, a really good way. I mean, outside of what you do. So you've got a really good YouTube channel. So you've got your outlet to, yeah. you know, talk about whatever you want and so on. And then this is our little corner of the Doctor Who fandom and world, isn't it? So we can...
3: It, no, I don't, I don't know exactly know. what you mean. Cause if, if I love telling people I do a podcast. It does. I, I In my head, I think it sounds cool. Like if I say, "Oh, I've got a YouTube channel," it doesn't have the same because so many people have got YouTube. It doesn't have the same sort of thing. But if you say to someone, "Oh, I'm a podcaster, oh, yeah. podcaster. <laughs> yeah, it does have a does have a cool ring to it. Yeah, so you can tell us the title one more time so people can can subscribe. What's it yes. called? The Spark it, of Rebellion. It's called
0: Spark of Rebellion, a cool. Star Wars show. Yes, and we've. Uh, and this it's
3: the first F out now.
0: Well, there's the there's a trailer, and then there's the first four episodes. We recorded the first four episodes in bulk. Wow! Just to give people something something to listen to until to it go. This one goes out on a Saturday, and uh, so there's four episodes out already. And then we're going to do a weekly thing. Yeah, awesome! It's good, good stuff. Yeah, and I think on that note, should we land it and do some news? All righty. Christmas, mate. Christmas is, we'll be here before you know
3: it. <laughs> Probably will. Yeah. You know, we're not I am still... To, I'm <laughs> still in, sorry, have you changed the TARDIS? So I've got to mention it because it might... Did you... It's the TARDIS sound a bit different or have I gone mad?
0: I can... Is that different? I can neither confirm nor deny.
3: It's different, isn't it? <laughs> you didn't tell me. I was thinking that's not the Because I was thinking that's not the TARDIS landing. That's Anyway, I liked it because it's got that It's got the Hartnell extra bit in it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I just needed to know. (laughs) There
0: there are two sound clips that have changed from this Uh week. One of them, Adam knows about. The other one, I didn't tell him because I wanted to see if he noticed.
3: That's right. Okay. And you did anyway. Sorry. Christmas. Christmas. It'll be
0: here before you know it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not meant to get any new Doctor Who until next year, which we all know about. However, there are some rumblings. Uh, doing the rounds that we might be in for a christmas special this year before mm-hmm. series 12 lands at some point next year so the the um bbc oh, who it's makes the BBC, the, who makes TV. doctor who adam who makes doctor <laughs> who is the bbc isn't it yes <laughs> amazon um, prime <laughs> yeah so uh the bbc haven't confirmed this as they haven't said yes Because I assume there would be a little bit of a a fanfare and whatnot, a little bit of a Dr. Smith I need you moment, uh, which we haven't got. So none of that. However, uh, there are uh, some rumblings from inside the camp, so to speak. Now, Crimbo Special. It would be a little bit of a backtrack, wouldn't it? Because they ditched that in favour of a New Year's special last Mm -hmm. year or this year, however you want to look at it. What do you reckon? Would it be cool to go back to Christmas Day? Or would you want another New Year's one? Or would you... You're not too fussed at all about having Doctor Who over Christmas or New Year.
3: I I think it'd be nice to have one of those two. I kind of think... If they do a New Year's Day special, then they're kind of... They've covered their own back because they could technically say, well, it's 2020, and that's what we said. If they do a Christmas special, then it's, well, you said there'd be no... So I'd be happy with either. Either, either. But um, I I think we should get something because I think it's... um, I think it's odd, really, that they cast this new Doctor. They got her rocking and rolling in her first series. And then we had this massive year gap over. It's going to be over a year to the next series. Because I just think that is such a strange thing to do. Because you get all these new viewers on board... You lose all the core fan base, it seems. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's been a very conflicted start. Well, yeah. But you know what I mean? So they've got, (laughs) let's concentrate on the positives. They've got lots of new people watching that maybe haven't watched or two. So you get them invested. And then you say, yeah, we're not back for another year and a half now. And I think it's odd. So I think we need something just to keep people, you know, it's like throw us some breadcrumbs. Just keep us, you know, keep the appetite there, really. So I think it'd be a good thing. I hope it is true.
0: I hope so because I completely agree with you. I think if you've done all this work to get all of the uh, new batch of or new generation of Who fans invested and all the young uh, females that look at Jodie as a role model and and all of that stuff and then you just disappear for a year and a half, you kind of lose the... Momentum. You do in a way, yeah. I mean, Mm. in one way it can be a good thing because... We're not going to go into it on here, but uh, you and I and a lot of fandom were fairly critical of the majority of stories that came out of series eleven. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it would be nice if they really took this time, this, ec- this extended time, to really come up with some cool stories, so that when series twelve lands, it's you know things have improved and we're you know that the reviews and everything are a lot a lot better, basically. But, on the other hand, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think a year and a half is a big, big break. I know we've had breaks before when the Moffat was in charge, but they weren't this long. Were they? They weren't this long?
3: well, it's it's yeah, and it's not just that I think because um, you know when we've had breaks in the past, I think we've you've kind of established things, and I think it's just strange to give Jody a series and then expect you know, viewers new and old to wait a year and a half to the next i mean you know you think about the sherlock specials they do you know they, they've they sort of gone down that road but sherlock is established and people know you know it just feels like they just got going and then he went yeah well see in a year and a half guys it's like oh and you, yeah i just i just don't want the momentum to be to be lost because mm-hmm. people yep. move on to new shows very quickly and they get bored of things very quickly and if you don't keep the interest in other words the bbc can't expect people to just come back to it because it's doctor who don't rely on the brand do you know what i mean you've got to keep people invested in the series i mean i you know consider myself to be a huge doctor who fan but even my momentum at the minute is like you know i need something to to sort of really get me back into it because i'm I'm just not that bothered at the minute and, and you know I shouldn't be feeling like that's not too fans. so we need something I, that's why I hope this is true because yeah. you know when I say not bothered I mean obviously I'm bothered to, you know I want to see a new special that'd be great but but yeah I can feel my interest sort of waning and not in the classic series because I will always watch that and I love you know I've got 50 years worth of Doctor Who that I love putting on and and watching but in terms of the continuation of the series my momentum is Pretty low at the minute, so I think I need something to get me back into it. So I hope it's true, and I, more than anything, I hope it's good.
0: <laughs> well, you and a bunch of other Foo fans have got the series eleven box set. You can watch.
3: I, uh, you know, genuinely have not watched rewatched a single episode no, apart from so. when we've rewatched it to review it. So I've watched each episode twice for the podcast. I haven't, I've got that box set. I don't know why I bought it. It is sat on my shelf, Garret dust. I've no inclination to rewatch it at all. You know, I'm sure I will. I think I'm hoping it'll be a bit of a, I don't know, a trial of a time Lord, maybe (laughs) that just suddenly I'll get the inclination to, to put it on and watch it. And you know, but it's, yeah, it's not, it's just sat there at the minute doing nothing.
0: Oh dear. I think it also depends on what type of TV series it is and what type of TV show i think the way that doctor who is structured where you have this uh, what is it 10 episodes or 12 or something isn't it mm. this one or series 11 was it 11 10 yeah. 11? Uh, uh, i think that's uh, it you kind of expect it to roll to roll through on a on that kind of basis on a regu- on a, i'm not saying it's a soap I'm not saying it's that regular, but you almost expect it. It's not like these uh, these very short specials that we have. How many something like Broadchurch, for example? Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's that was a, a one-off special that really kept you hooked. And the whole the whole reason why it worked, I think Series Two was a year later or well, two years later, wasn't it? Mm. The whole reason that works, the big gap in between, is because they want people to be talking about what's going to be happening next and all that stuff. But where is Doctor Who? Because it's so secretive and nobody has any clue or anything about what's going to happen. The only thing you've got is any un sort of untied up story lines or characters from the last series. But they don't really leave everything on that much of a cliffhanger Did for series 11. I don't think so. No, no. So you kind of got that. Well, we know what's happened. Everything's been tied up. Tim Shaw has been... It's been captured and all that jazz and everyone seems okay now and
3: i've just had a vision of tim shaw in, a, in like one of those sort of carry-on films with you know hospital beds with his leg up in a big plaster saying yeah, yeah you, you never believe it nurse uh, matron i've been shot in the toe <laughs> just like, leg up in a cast yeah. tim shaw um well, yeah no it, i know yeah. exactly what you say mate. yeah i just think it'd be nice to have something to ease that gap you know i mean we, yeah. uh, we've said it before a year Sounds a lot like it goes quickly, but um, yeah, I'm not exactly you know I'm not exactly clawing my way to the new series at the minute, so I feel like I need something just to get me back yeah. back into it a bit. yeah and, so, there's,
0: uh, th- and there's no time on when it's coming back in 2020, so no. it could be mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly not going to be in January, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. so it might not be until I don't know it could be like July. So that's a really long time so i i think yeah if they can drop a crimbo special or even a new year's one yeah that'll be like a little pit stop
3: in a people. way i'm yeah. thinking new year i know it's i know the rumor is christmas but i think in new year is is the way to go start the new year get the doctor into you know what i mean mm-hmm. kick off the new year with with a doctor special i think that'd be that'd be the way to do it but but if they do a crimbo yeah equally happy with that
0: have a big multi-doctor new year's like Proper, massive story. Just
3: I think Chris is, is just a cabbage away from being tempted back,
0: or or even have like Jodie and McCoy. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, or Jody and I don't know someone. I, I, I don't know. Just just a really cool thing that just gets the fans going mental, and just really sweetens them up for for series twelve. You know, I don't
3: know. We, I think we do. We do need to bring back some of the hardcore fans and i i'm not just saying that because because i go to conventions all the time i meet up with fans all the time some that i've known for years some that i've just met like a couple of weeks ago when i went to that tardis pub the pub, of, mm-hmm. you know a whole brand new bunch of dot two fans that i've conversed with over twitter but never met before and i've got to be honest every single person i chat to whether it be at a convention a shop a pub whatever They all say the same thing. Uh, They just haven't got on board with this Doctor. But I know there are some people out there that have. But I would say 95% of the people I talk to are just not into it. And it worries me as a Doctor Who fan. I'm thinking we need to get, you know, I'm not saying there's not a place for new fans. Of course there is. But we need to get, we don't want to lose people that have loved the show for years. Absolutely. And I just worry because so many people that I talk to are, are just like, no, I'm not bothered it's rubbish. And, you know, I'm thinking, God, but you love Doctor Who. And they're like, yeah, I know, but not this one. And uh, yeah, I just want us to all get back to let's become a happy family again. <laughs> <You>
0: <laughs> all know? we want is peace. Yeah. Yeah. World peace. Yep. That's right. Anyway, Doctor Who may be coming <laughs> back. For a Christmas. I don't, if, or I don't know
3: year. if he sat at home flicking peanuts at the TV, like <laughs> Superman gone bad, just flicking peanuts at Jodie I wanna be <laughs> I wanna be enjoying it again.
0: <laughs> I can just imagine you, yeah. So could I actually yeah. two bottles in <laughs> stubble peanut yeah.
3: <laughs> I love that scene. Is that Superman three or four? When he goes bad and he's just like sat in the bar, yeah, flicking peanuts, smashing the mirror.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love uh, bad Superman in that one. He's awesome.
3: Yeah, it is.
0: Doesn't he put Clark Kent in the...
3: Crusher. Crusher, yeah. That's yeah. You know, that, that. It's funny, isn't it? That stays with you, that scene.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, from Superman back to Doctor Who. That's yes. it for news. Not much going on, but we should probably crack on with some merch. Shall we get old Grumpy him?
3: Yeah, get him in. <laughs> merch Corner. Merch Corner. Merch Corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty.
0: very... He? Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A
1: Viking helmet. I know, it's on the telly. It's everywhere.
2: I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now, here to help.
3: <laughs> I love that bit. I work in a shop now. <laughs> here to help. Brilliant.
0: Vinyl. It's oh, still a bit vinyl. It's still making its way. <laughs> Into the shops. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who vinyl shows no signs of slowing down.
3: E, good i love a bit of vinyl big covers nice artwork yeah
0: which is good yes how would you like some bogey green <laughs>
3: vinyl? it really is as well <laughs> isn't it?
0: uh, it's a cross between uh, sort of day three of a head cold mucus color
3: oh
1: <laughs>
0: and the uh, sl- <laughs>
3: That's how I'm going to ask it when I phone up Asda I'm going to be like, "Got that um, bogey green?" Doctor Who vinyl.
0: Well, the front. Well, I'm going to say there's two. There's two variants of of, of mucus going on here. So, uh, uh, <laughs> the front. Actually, let's say that. So, the creeping death uh, is coming to vinyl, which is a um, uh, a new series of stories from Big Finish, and it's the it's a tenth Doctor and Donna story, and it's going to be exclusive to Azda. and it will be out on Friday the 24th of May. A limited edition run of a 1,000 copies.
3: Mm, Quite limited, actually. Yes,
0: a bit of blurb to go with this. So London, 1952, and a deadly smog envelops the capital, but something even more dangerous, an alien, is hiding within the mists. When the Doctor and Donna get lost in the fog, they find a motley group of Londoners trying to make their way home. Soon, the stakes are raised as death creeps along fume-choked streets, And not everyone will make it out alive. (gasps) Alive. (laughs) Yes, it's in the limited edition green, or they call it the neon green vinyl. Now, as I said, there are two shades of mucus going on. The front cover is like the the head coldy mucus you see in the tissue. (laughs) The actual record, the vinyl itself is a much brighter green. And it reminds me, I reckon they've color picked the color from Ghostbusters 2. Or it the first yes. Ghostbusters, yeah. it looks like this, you know, Slimer. It looks like his yeah. exact colour. I would say.
3: It, yeah, so you're not thinking asda green.
0: <laughs> it's definitely not asda green. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the covers. Not, what they were going for. <laughs> The cover's not too bad. It does. I'm not a fan of the cover, to be honest with you. I think the. Uh, it, it it it's okay. It, it's cool, but it's got like a whole, like everything's like a greeny mustardy sort of vibe I don't know if you can tell but yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes I mean the story itself sounds very good though Uh, are you going to go are you going to go hunting in Asda
3: for this well I probably will because I do love the Doctor 2 vinyls I love collecting these especially when they're uh... (laughs) Especially when they're mucus green, uh, I don't think I've got a mucus green one. so yeah, no, I definitely will. Uh, Asta is a bit difficult for me personally. I, I wasn't thrilled when they announced this was an Aster exclusive, but um a because I think I can only think of one Asta store that's even remotely near me, if you know what I mean. I'm thinking it's probably about forty five minute drive, not te- terrible, but you know what I mean, it's the sort of thing where if I, I go there and they don't stock it, and it's not exactly a big Asda either. So I am a bit worried about not actually managing to find one. But if I can, I'll definitely pick it up. I'm hoping it's not going to be anything too horrific price-wise. I think the last one was about 18 quid, wasn't it? The the Sainsbury Zygon one, I think it was about 18 quid, something like that. It, so yeah if, I, yeah, if I can find one, I'll, I'll pick it up. I do agree with you about the cover. It's a bit one-tone. Um, I kind of like it. I think it'll look better in hand, I'm hoping I think it'll be one of those covers that looks nice in in hand.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
3: But uh, but yeah. yeah, have you got an Asta near you? Any? Uh, well, do you do you shopping is, in Astor?
0: <laughs> I don't shop in Astor. No, there is. No. I currently live in Luton, and there is one, a, a fairly big one, on the other end of town. So I might take a, a a ride over there and see what they've got. How many editions uh, is it? A thousand? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a lot, really, across the country.
3: Well, no, yeah. not well. I'm just thinking of those those scumbags that go around them <laughs> and buy them all up, don't they? And then sell them on eBay. and just hoping they don't yeah. go around and buy them ten at a time and clear the shelves. Because yeah, a thousand isn't isn't an awful lot, is it for for a yeah, vinyl? But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'd like to think I'd get my hands on one. When's it? May twenty fourth. Yeah, May
0: twenty fourth. I might take
3: a little trip over to Aston.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's from the. The volume three, the 10th Doctor Adventures volume three. It's from that series, which is coming yeah. out from Big Finish, I think the end of May as well. So around the same time uh, volume three is out and that's comprised of three stories. Uh, no Place, One Mile Down and The Creeping Death. Mm. And you can order the, the box set as a limited edition from Big Finish. It's 25 quid on, on digital, 35 quid on CD. Or you can buy the stories individually. So, three point three, the creeping death, will be eight ninety nine digital or ten ninety nine on CD. Mm. But the vinyl will be good, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that's slightly noisy about them giving these exclusives to the supermarkets is that, because um, you know, if you haven't got one close to you, like I haven't, from previous experience, phoning these supermarkets to try and find out if they've got them, so you don't have a wasted hour journey. Can be a nightmare. That's the uh, that's my biggest bugbear is that very often your phone, you know, like with Sainsbury's, trying to get the Zygon one, I was phoning them, and you kind of go through to sort of this head office, even if you phone the store number, you go through, and they never seem to know anything about them. um I mean, that might not be the experience of ASTA because I think this is the first one they've got, so ugh, hopefully it won't be a, a nightmare. It's, but I'm finding this with a lot of Dot Two merch lately. I don't know about you, but like with B&M, you phone them and. You know, you get somebody hello, and they don't—they don't know what you're on about, and it's just like oh. Sometimes yeah. it's easier just to risk it and go into store, but then it's so frustrating if you get there and they haven't got it. Um, but yeah, anyway, we'll see. It'll be the quest for the bogey green <laughs> Asda. <laughs> Indeed, vinyl. all Yeah, we shall see. Anyway, in other news, merch news, and following on with the Big Finish theme, actually, uh, The Lives of Captain Jack Volume 2 is coming out in June, and it's got a blimmin' awesome cover of uh, Captain Jack in the Six Doctors costume, which... Mm surprisingly really suits him i think he's kind of running out of an exploding tardis as well it's a it's a really eye-catching cover Mm. um so this is volume two this follows on from the first part and the blurb is this in the lives of captain jack volume two captain jack takes on fake news trench warfare and the six doctors dress sense in three new stories so it's uh, three volumes you got uh, james goss has written a piece called the peace of mind uh what have i done by guy adams and driving miss wells by james goss Uh, so three stories sorry not three volumes in this set um i haven't got the first one i must admit i remember we talked about volume one when it came out and i think it got quite good reviews um but i didn't pick it up at the time I'm, i'm tempted with this one but i'm guessing i might need volume one first but i think it's worth it just for the cover um, it's going to be 24 99 on CD and nineteen ninety nine 99 on download, but that will rise to 34 99 and 29 99 after the initial release. So if you want to get it f- for the earlier prices, you want to get it before the, well, it's still on pre-order, before June, basically, before July. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure when in June this is going to land, but...
3: They never give specific no, dates, do they? No. no. Uh,
0: if you want volume one, that has gone back up. That's 35 quid. CD, yes, 30 to download, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by the cover alone. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. There was a, a, a lot of buzz around Twitter when this first started doing the rounds, and it does look very, y- your mind just goes into a thousand places. Like, how has he got
3: Collins? Yeah, why is he in yeah. the cost six lots? Of, yeah, it, it, is, it is definitely intriguing. Yeah.
0: Indeed. So I'm, I'm with you, though. I'd like to check out, you never know, do you'd have to listen to Volume One? Or can you just go, I think you can go straight in with Volume 2 and pick up Volume 1 in a sale later.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I I think they're, I'm assuming they're standalone stories, but as I haven't got Volume 1, I couldn't confirm that, but um, I'd like to think you could just dive straight in. My OCD would hate it, though, if I had Volume 2 and not Volume (laughs) 1 on the show. I just couldn't, I know. But yeah, I'm not paying 35 quid for it, (laughs) I'm afraid. (laughs) They might do a sale. Sometimes when they release Volume 2, they'll do a special offer and... They probably do bundles and stuff. And so you can probably get volumes one and two in some sort of deal, I would think. Yeah, at some point. Yeah,
0: Big Finish normally do a sale multiple Mm. times throughout the year, don't they? So just keep an eye out for that.
3: I'm just looking at the little blurb. So peace of mind, the first story, it says, when the sixth Doctor falls dying into his arms, Jack must carry on in his place. (gasps) Is the universe ready for a whole new kind of Doctor? Now that does sound good. That's, That's story one, peace of mind by James Goss. That is an intriguing little blurb, I think. Why is the Sixth Doctor dying? <sighs> anyway, the second one. What have I done by Guy Adams? It says on the battlefields of World War One, something is hunting in the trenches. Jack must try and save the life of a wounded soldier. Okay. Mm-hmm. And finally, Driving Miss Wells, James Goss again. Alien invasion, stolen planets, and burning skies. Newsreader Trinity Wells. Oh, Yay! Trinity Wells Trinity is back. Yeah. You. S- to tell everyone the world is ending, one day she stopped believing it. Will her new chauffeur change her mind? That's going to be Jack then. That's going to be Jack. So the, the blurbs are, are good as well. Yeah, it does sound like a little good little release, this one.
0: And I quite like this three-story volume as well that they're doing yeah. with this and the Tenth Doctor. It gives it a bit of a... Uh, what's the word? You don't feel like you've got a, a marathon ahead of you. that You have to put aside hours and hours. You can just get through three stories relatively relatively quickly
3: yeah i agree with you on that yeah
0: so there we go some big finish news
3: indeed thank heavens
0: for big finish eh?
3: i know yeah let's keep rocking and rolling don't they their output is unbelievable (laughs) i was looking at you know i always go on every every month just to see what's coming out next month because i never want to miss out on the um, pre-order prices because they i do think they go up a bit steep and i was just looking and i think it's July is the month when they've just got so many releases coming out that I want to get. I was just thinking that. It's just, I just won't be able to afford all that. But, yeah, I think it's July. is a mammoth month yeah.
0: for releases. I think yeah. so, yeah. Good times.
3: Yeah, good good times. Bad times for your wallet, but good times for your ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> indeed. That's news so much. It is. Review time, bud. Yes, let, let them indeed. Know what we got.
3: Yeah, so finishing up series two of the Sarah Jane adventures with Enemy of the Bane. Hello, Luke. My mum, she's
2: disappeared. Is it aliens? What do you want? Your help.
1: After you kidnapped my mum and put her in a trance.
2: Sarah Jane Smith. I need to break into the Black Archive.
1: You have to get the scroll, find her, and stop them bringing him back to life. It's the duck of the one-eyed spinning things!
2: We have a security breach! Surrender, or be devoured. The consciousness of horror. He is the Bane's agent. Give me the scroll. You alien chaps never get the message. Shall I destroy them now? I'll come okay. with you. My boy. Ah! You cannot escape! The fight will be
1: eliminated! Ah! The age of warwood approaches...
3: that theme really gets in your head
0: (laughs) enemy of the bane it was first broadcast back in december 2008 Mm. the two-parter as usual from the sarah jane adventures it was written by phil ford directed by graham harper and it stars the usual attic crew from series two and the story is uh, Mrs. Wormwood is back in town. She kidnaps uh, Rani's mum. And it's a trap, really. She doesn't want to do anything to Rani's mum. It's a trap to get Sarah Jane to find her. And she's, she's, it, it appears that she's fallen on hard times at first glance. She plays the sob story that the, the Bane are after her and they're going to destroy her and eat her. So she's uh, appealing to Sarah Jane's better nature because she plays it up that the Bane are actually after some sacred thing that they can use to destroy life across the galaxy. So she teams up, or they kind of team up, and it turns out that that's all a lie, of course. Mm-hmm. Mrs Wormwood has actually teamed up with some tyran called Karg, and between the two of them, they're going to take down Sarah Jane and and all that. But along the way, she... Not sure if she's genuine or not, but she has a, a bit of an affection towards Luke. She kind of takes on the mother role and tries to lure him away from Sarah Jane and wants him to rule by her side. But as always, the Attic crew are, are on the case and save the day. And this is the finale, isn't it, to, episode, uh, to series two? Yeah. So to wrap up series two, then, Enemy of the Bane, Enemy of the Bane, what do you reckon, buddy?
3: So uh, I thought it was a great wrap up. Actually, I thought it was a really good end to the series because we've we've enjoyed this series a lot, um, and uh, so I wanted it to go on a good story. And I think this brought together a couple of nice continuity bits from uh, from the first and second series, um, which is really good. Uh, great to see Karg back. I, I didn't <laughs> know he was going to be in it either. I don't know no, about I didn't. you. No i was really chuffed when he suddenly popped up because I, I mean obviously we knew the bane would come back because of the title but yeah when he pops up i was like hey that's good because he was he was great he was in the first was it the first story in this series or he was near the beginning wasn't he that he popped up i think it was the first story
1: I think and so. uh, i remember yeah.
3: saying he was a good you know a, a rounded character for a sontara and we liked him So great to see him popping up. Um, Yeah, maybe not my favourite story from the series, but a nice end to the series, I thought. Very enjoyable. The first episode absolutely whizzed past. I was amazed when the end credits come up. I was like, really? What? Whoa. It zipped (laughs) along. Second part fell a little bit into the trap of a lot of running around and screaming, but I still thought it was enjoyable. Um, Wrap-up was a bit quick, but... Yeah, overall, I thought it was a really nice ending to the to the series, and absolutely just delightful to see Nick Courtney back as the Brig. Just seeing Sarah Jane and the Brig together again um, was magical. Actually, it, it was just yeah, just really brought the episode up. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, over to you. What did you think?
0: Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, good. This story. It was a really good it had some really nice little moments that you could you could tell this was a series finale especially yes. at the end the little speech that sarah jane gives and
1: mm.
0: yeah it, it kind of goes along at a niceish pace there wasn't there weren't any moments where i thought mm, you know this is it, it's dragging a little bit here it, it does move along quite nicely and the the storyline is good some of the action scenes are good mm. uh, and it does give luke a bit of a time to shine as well Mm. because i feel like the last two or three episodes it's been quite rani and clyde heavy whereas i think this one luke they they gave him a, a a story that he could really come into his own sort of thing and really cement his place with sarah jane on earth in the attic crew and so on because you always get that little feeling that because he's not human you always get that little feeling yeah it is he going to run off? Is he going to go and do something? But no, he, he he's completely happy and content with Sarah Jane, happy being on Earth, all that stuff. And, and end, well, we've yeah.
3: said, haven't we, that he's his character is is an interesting one that hasn't really been explored. And we've both felt, as much as we've loved both series, you know, uh, along the way, that his character is the one that's slightly getting lost because Clyde and Rani just seem stronger characters, don't they? They seem to get more to do whereas luke's been a little bit in the background a lot of the time so i that's one of the things i wrote was it's nice to see luke stepping out of the shadows a bit Mm -hmm. and getting a bit more screen time because he's he is an interesting character i just don't think we've seen he doesn't he's not as memorable like clyde's got all the one-liners and he's that cheeky chappy and you he always seems to come off well in the episodes whereas luke just seems to be in the background a lot of the time uh and we've both felt that haven't we so yeah it's nice to see him getting Yeah. And it does bring full circle as well. The whole, you know, him being created and Sarah Jane sort of taking him on as, you know, becoming the mother figure. And then, you know, the woman who created him coming back. So it's really nice to go and explore that again. And and to see, like you said, a bit more affection from um, Miss Wormwood. I think there was a point where she there was genuine affection towards him because she hands him the the what's it called that? scroll thingy the scroll of she's like or something yeah Yeah, you deserve it and you're just thinking this is that was quite a funny moment actually he's like just runs off with it doesn't (laughs) he like but she yeah yeah. so I think there was a good bit of affection between those two in terms of the you know she did genuinely want to be his mum again (laughs) so yeah it was nice to just bring that story um full circle I think bring it around a bit so yeah yeah I agree with you nice to see Luke getting a bit more story time
0: it is, and I like the way that the Sarah Jane Adventures so far, anyway, uh, brings round ma- brings the each series round full circle almost. Because in mm. series one, the story kicked off in it with uh, Revenge of the Slitheen, and then right, yeah. we come back round at the end with the Lost Boy, which is also a you know those characters from the first Slitheen story, and then this one it's the same thing. So uh, the first story was what. Uh, well, not, that, not the actual first story. But, or was it? The Last Suntaran. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one, he comes back. and So it's a good way. That I think the writers do a really good... It, it sounds like they've got a really good, or had a really good, big journey that they wanted all these characters to go on and when they were going to bring certain monsters back and, and do certain things. So it all works just really well. Like the, the, each series just goes along and not, not every episode is amazing but none of them are really poor they're all really well written and the performances are really good but it just feels really satisfying at the end of because I felt like that when we came to the end of series one and mm. I feel the same way now that we're in we've we've come to the end of series two it's just a real there's none of this big cliffhanger stuff than we've and you have to I, I suspect that's because it was aimed at a younger audience. You didn't want their brains to be taxed <laughs> too yeah. much. But there's no big cliffhanger that leaves you waiting. There's no, th- There aren't any things that you feel are unresolved and that leaves you OCD crazy. Mm. It's just a really good... I don't know. It's just a really satisfying. good feeling. Satisfying at the end. Yeah, mm. it's just like, crikey, that's been another awesome series of Sarah Jane. Can't wait now to get cracking with series three. It really feels like... I must admit,
3: yep. I'm already just so excited to move on to series three. It, do, it does feel plotted nicely, doesn't it? Because it the way they tie things in to other stories without you having to think, oh, I don't know, what, you know, like this one ties in elements from the first episode and all that. But it doesn't matter if you had not seen them because mm-hmm. they do these little tiny little flashbacks just to bring you up to date. They're so good at just like I think any story from Sarah Jane. You could just dip into it, and it wouldn't matter. You may not get every single thing, but you could still just enjoy it as a standalone. but yeah. if if you do watch the series as a whole, it's very re- rewarding, isn't it? You know,
0: absolutely. And yeah,
3: and I don't think there's any episode so far. so we've we've just finished those two then. So I'm looking back, and I don't think there is any episode yet that I wouldn't happily. Rewatch. I could put on any episode, even if it's one that, you know, it's like you said, some are better than others and whatever, but there's not been any episode yet where we've been like, oh, that wasn't very good, you know, that was boring or that didn't work or didn't really enjoy it this week. Every single one I could happily rewatch. Mm-hmm. They've all got something to them that, you know, that I can enjoy again and again, which is quite something, really. You know, you'd think, after two series, there might be one episode where we're a bit like, "Yeah, that wasn't so good this week." Or, you know, I mean, I'm looking at our scores. Have any of them been rated lowly? I don't think they have. Uh, Just looking really, back, really, I think the they've lowest... all been around the sort of seven, eight. I mean, we had a nine last time with the the um, what was it called? The Sarah Jane one, Temptation of Sarah that, Jane. We gave a nine. Oh, that was
0: amazing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Mark of the Berserker, eight point five eight. Secrets, oh, actually, Secrets of Sarah Jane. You gave a six point five. That may be one of the lowest. I can't, oh.
0: There's another one, The Warriors of Kudlak. Uh, I gave yeah, it a I 6.5. quite enjoyed that one. That
3: was the Russ Abbott.
0: Yeah, you gave it a seven.
3: Yeah. yeah, see, I I really enjoyed that one. But yeah, but overall, it's been consistently really good, has not it? I think
0: very much. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and what did you think to the the concept of uh, like i said characters coming back to to take over the world and take over the yeah. galaxy and all that stuff happy that they did that or would you would want to have seen a brand new monster or a brand new enemy of some kind
3: well it's interesting because when we watched the trailer i must admit i was a bit like well oh, the bane are back i wasn't over excited to see them but actually they worked really well in this i thought because i think you get um mrs uh what's her name wormwood He's quite a strong character because she's sort of leading the episode as the main villain. And then you throw in Karg.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I actually thought this works really well. And obviously you've got the brig in there as well. So there's quite a lot of things being thrown into the mix. Um, might, you, know, you might sort of think it'd get a bit overcrowded. But for me, all the elements worked really, really well. So I was, I, as a series final, I think bringing back those characters works well. If it had been mid series or even any other place, I might not have felt that. But because you know it's the series final, it does have that feeling of there, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, bringing things, you know, full circle, bringing back all, you know, a couple of characters and stuff. So, yeah, I thought that worked really well. But I wasn't excited when I saw the trailer. I must admit, I thought, oh, the Bane, mm, <laughs> not sure about that. Because the design is, it does feel very series one to me. It's a bit, the design of the Bane creature the big squid with the eye. yeah when i say series one i think slightly kiddish you know in design slightly childlike in design it doesn't i'm not sure i like the design of the bank particularly so right uh, but that but i do think they actually work really well in this i don't don't have a problem with their design in this story i think they work well but they, you know what i mean it's just they, they a bit like the slovene they look a bit of a sort of a, almost comedic in a way Oh, I see. say, yeah, yeah you, yeah, you know what I mean. When I say kiddish, but, there were, yeah, there yeah. were,
0: there were a few scenes though where they did look quite menacing, and they—that's what I
3: mean. Yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah. I actually, think they worked better than I thought. Yeah,
0: the bit where Clyde and Luke are apprehended by them at Sarah Jane's house when they get splattered in episode one. Yeah, that's um, that's hilarious. That was pretty good, and that that was an interesting, an interesting thing to do as well because I think throughout the Sarah Jane adventures, she's always taken the, uh, the moral, the higher moral view on things. And she's mm. a bit like the doctor, really, she never wants to really kill or cause harm to anything. But in this episode, there are, uh, Bane getting killed left, right and center. And it, <laughs> it, it is quite comedic actually. It's And I think it works okay. You know, when they get, I think it's Mrs. Wormwood that uses the ring, doesn't she? That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and one of them explodes all over those. Is it Clyde mainly? Yeah. Um, so that that to me was the one of the things throughout Sarah Jane that re, well this episode especially episode one that really felt like it was for the kids, which is not a bad thing because it's aimed at the kids. But when mm. it's a bit like going live or Saturday, yeah, yeah, you know, with like the gunge thing, like all the kids always used to get gunged in some kind of competition. So you yeah. could tell it was that kind of thing. There were no organs flying around or entrails <laughs> or anything gory like that it was literally just that just slime, the greeny yeah. gunge that yeah
3: mm. how did you feel about the brig i mean i think we were both excited about the brig coming mm. back were you were you satisfied with what he got to do in this because i'm i mean i was and i wasn't but i understand why he couldn't do more because he does uh nick courtney bless him looks a little frail in this doesn't he yes and i think yep. they were probably limited um perhaps in what he could could and couldn't do so. There's so for example, there's the bit where he has to guard the um, you know, the soldier that's gone rogue or oh, yeah. who actually is a bane himself, isn't he? So, mm-hmm. which we could see a mile mile off that that was coming. Um, so yeah, that you know, I think Nick Corny, is lovely to have him in it, and there are some truly great scenes with him and Sarah Jane. But um, I don't know. I suppose I kind of in my head thinking, yeah, he's going to get really stuck into the action stuff, but you know, they can't do that because he's, you know, you can tell that he's uh. I don't know how old he was when he filmed this, but he's he's, um, he's a lot frailer than he was, you know. But it's just lovely to see the brig back, I think. You know, especially that first scene when he's putting that guy in his place. <laughs> and Definitely, then Sarah Jane yeah. walks in and that scene between the two of them. I mean, it's worth it just for that alone. Yeah, just to see them together.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, this was mm. out in, when was it, 2008, yeah. yeah. Nicholas Courtney passed in 2011. Right. So it was a few years just a few years, really, prior. But he does look a bit frail, like you said. He does look... I don't think there could have been any serious running around. No. Or any physical no. stuff, th- put it that way.
3: I think what I was, I was thinking is, it, I sort of wanted him to be sort of at the end when everything's getting tied up, but he's kind of left oh, I see. in the house. Yeah. I sort of thought, oh, no, you know. But then I, I think, as I said, it's more to do with how much perhaps they could do with him, at, you know, yeah. at that time.
0: And let's not forget his character he's actually retired he's True. still part of unit he's um what do they call him he's like a he's like more of a diplomatic kind of character for unit now isn't he he's yeah calling kind of what they call him uh, an envoy or something like that
1: mm.
0: and so he is meant to be old and retired and not really getting his hands dirty anymore and but the the times that he was in it they were typical brigadier stuff yes yeah he, he, he hasn't lost well he hadn't have lost his charm at the time i
3: just that's you know? exactly the word isn't it he's still got that charm, the like charm. when he first yeah. goes into the unit base and he just gives the guy on the gate a smile and hello good morning and that britishness and yeah he's still absolutely in character and and all that it's, it's really nice to see unit properly in sarah jane as well because they've been mentioned haven't they they have been mentioned yes. but yeah. i am right in saying it, this is the first time we see them in this in sarah jane i think yeah, it is yeah yeah so it's nice to actually bring them in and get mention of the black archive and all that again just tying in little things that if you're a fan you would absolutely pick up on but if you're not it wouldn't matter so you know that was really good i'm not a fan of the red bearers though i never have been that's a new serious <laughs> thing isn't it these unit red berries it is yeah Yeah, Mm. I'm not a fan of those, but... Mm. It was good that the
0: Sarah Jane Adventures kicked off the concept of the Black Archive because it came from this episode.
3: Did it? I I wondered, actually. I I wasn't sure. Yeah, that that is good. I like that. So
0: that's good. And it's also good how they tied in with the Brig. So at the beginning, or or near the beginning, when Sarah Jane and Ronnie go to see the Brig, because she realises that the only way she's going to get into the Black Archive is with his help. And when we get there the you know the 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 unit soldier who's actually a bane yeah he's he's a bit forceful with the brig isn't he is a little bit i wouldn't say he's disrespectful but he's
3: he's on the borderline though. yeah yeah and yeah.
0: the they mentioned that the brig had just got back from peru and that ties in really nicely with the poison sky the 10th doctor's story because mm. they were during that episode the doctor asks where the brigadier is, and they say, Oh, he's in Peru. So it's really nice at the beginning of this story. He's come back from so it all the, 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 the dots have Again, been joined it all together. Ties in. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is genius, really. And it's it's one of those things that really doesn't have to be in there. It doesn't do anything for the story whatsoever. But for fans of Doctor Who, it's that little smile on your face, like, oh that's what they meant in the other story, and so on. And yeah. you know, it, it it's those little touches that, like you said earlier, you don't have to know those to enjoy the story. But long-time fans or whatever, it's just a really nice little way of... of it wouldn't say it's an Easter egg, but it's just those nice little nods, isn't it, to the rest of yeah. the, the, the Doctor Who universe.
3: It just ties really cool. it all in really nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's not to say that the Brig doesn't Really get some action because he does. He's got his little cane that fires the yeah. I love that. <laughs> How <laughs> Absolutely cool is that? Loved that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what's in it. Is it like a, a poisonous dart or something? I'm sure I it looked think, like a I little arrow know. or yeah. dart or something. Uh, but it looked very, very cool though.
3: Yes, yeah, so that was a great. That was a that was a I kind of cheered a little bit in my head at that moment. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I think the, the brig is is is. is awesome in it i just i think it's like one of those things you sort of it's a bit like when you go and visit your grand and granddad and you sort of forget you sort of when you see them you forget actually that they are getting on and and old, older than you remember and i was thinking oh the poor old briggy does look a little old in this but but yeah no he was still absolutely brilliant and like you said the scene with the cane and when he breaks goes into unit and stuff and you know driving is. Rolls Royce, which absolutely suits... Is is a roll, in it, or is it a...
0: Yeah, it's a roller, I think so. Sil- silver yep.
3: roller, yeah, yep. yeah. Just all suits the character that brick down to the ground. I loved all of that stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was good, because mm. I think that sometimes in TV shows, you have these cameos and stuff, I think, just for the sake of it. Mm. But, but it turns out that his character was actually integral, because there was no way at all that she was getting into the Black Archive no that's without right. his yeah. help yeah absolutely no way she could have gone and a she could have gone and seen units and explained the whole situation but because the guy the the what is he a colonel or a commander the other guy mm. because he was a bane there was no way it was going to happen so so the briggs character was really important so it wasn't yeah. a cameo just for the sake of a cameo like who can we bring back you know, just to flesh out the story, he was actually really important. So I'm glad that they did it that way, that he was, they needed him to do yeah. it. And it's really nice, the interaction between Sarah Jane and the Brig throughout the whole thing, where they very, he's really happy to see her, isn't he? When she first goes to see him.
3: It's lovely. She's, yeah.
0: They are, they have a hug and, but what's cool is that he still maintains his, his almost leadership skills, if you like. Because mm. there's a bit yeah, where- he's,
3: Oh yeah, he's still a tour de force, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So the yeah.
0: the bit where- they the alarm goes off when they're in a black archive and they're running out and then you got mm. the what is that guy's name?
3: I do you know what it's weird you say that because I was just I've just been looking through trying to find him. I thought it ah, you're on about the, the 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 soldier that turns out to be a, a bane aren't yeah, you? yeah that other guy well, the his other unit name. yeah
0: him so he runs out and the brig is properly shouting back and because uh, at that point they don't know he's a bane so they just assume he's just one of these uptight <laughs> by the book unit. Uh, sergeants or whatever it is. I really can't remember his name or what his rank is, but we'll um, have a read through as we're chatting. But
3: Well, no, it's weird because for the last two minutes, I've been trying to, as you've been talking, been trying to read through, trying to find his name. I thought I'd remember it as well because it sounded like something else. But um, while we're talking about him, um, see, I it's kind of obvious that there's something not right about him right from the get-go. Yes. Like you kind yeah. of assume he's a Bane straight away. And I'm thinking... Is that intentional or is it just down to his performance? Because like, he plays it a bit weird and then he gets even weirder and, and to the point where you're like, well, okay, yes, he's. I thought he might be, he definitely is. But do you think he should have played it a bit straighter to begin with and then it would have been more of a shock or do you think they kind of thought it didn't matter? And you know, you know I don't know if that's down to his performance or if that's intentional that you're like, there's something not right about him. Because, uh... I mean, it wasn't exactly a shock when he turns out to be a Bane. I was like, well, yeah, saw that come in a mile off. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think mm, I'm undecided on that one.
3: Because
0: mm. I think the way that they did it was perfectly fine.
3: Yeah, 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 so do I, yeah. And
0: uh, and you do get an inkling that he's, something's not right with him, which is a, a, a good thing because his performance was quite, it wasn't over think. the top. It was towards the end, but it wasn't over the top too much. So you just knew that something was, was not quite right. But uh, I've got his name. It's Major Cal Kilburn.
3: Kilburn. I knew it's that because I was thinking, see, I know how bad me and you are at remembering names, so I've been trying to think of a way to do it. When he said his name, I thought, yeah, think of Kilburn in London, and I still forgot. <laughs> yeah. Kilburn, yes, that's him. That's as, the one.
0: As always, our listeners will be screaming at whatever device they're listening <laughs> on. Oh, I hadn't what even had a way people? to
3: remember it this week <laughs> and still didn't get it. Yeah, Kilburn. Yes.
0: Uh, but no, I thought the reveal was, was fairly expectant, but I would say that if I was like a 10-year-old, I might not have been. So I I don't think the the jig would have been up so quick if I was a a young kid watching it. Yeah. And I
3: kind of like it because you do straight away think, hmm, interesting, he's not right, (laughs) this sort of thing. What's going on? You know, what's going on with him?
0: Yeah. To be honest with you, the first, the only point, or the first point, shall I say, that I I realised something was up was when they arrive at the Black Archive and Sarah Jane and Rani are still hiding in the back of the car. Mm. and he's talking to the brig and he's comes across as really friendly like i didn't mean any disrespect and all that stuff he goes to walk off but then turns around and he's like super angry again yeah why
3: did you say you were here and
0: all it? and then the brig obviously <laughs> is playing it cool and he walks he off a by really
3: f- weird smile doesn't he at the end it's, exactly it was that smile it, i thought yeah.
0: yeah it was that smile i thought oh something's not right here.
3: yeah so yes
0: but no a fairly decent character though in, in yeah, terms I thought of story
3: quite quite good actually he is a bit ott but i but in, not in a bad way <laughs> you know what i mean i thought yeah it kind of yeah. suited the character yeah
0: and in terms of story and threat so a lot of the times in exactly the same way that we have with doctor who in the sarah jane adventures there's always some alien or group of aliens that are looking to destroy the planet or take over did you feel like the threat level was there with this one
3: um yeah, I suppose in a way, but not more to do with like Luke and Sarah Jane than actually taking over the world. I think.
1: Okay.
0: I was
3: more interested in the whole thing going on between Miss Wormwood and Luke and Sarah Jane, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought the threat level was was there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I, I actually thought this one, like it's it's potentially going to go. It, w- obviously, we knew it wouldn't end up with a destruction of Earth or anything like that. But there was a point where I thought it's the bit where. Luke actually takes the scroll thingy in. Yes. Of Harath. What's the thing called? You know the thing. Uh, Uh,
3: Yeah, the Tasunga, Tasuka scroll or something.
0: Yeah, that thing. Where he (laughs) takes it into the stone circle and drops it in and then the portal opens. I thought, crikey, Mm -hmm. this is... This is all uh, happening. Stuff's happening, yeah. I actually like the effect, you know, when the ground collapsed and it was just the portal with the thing in the middle.
3: Yeah, I did as well. I thought. I mean, for the time
0: pretty sweet
3: yeah i must admit the effects in this actually they really suit the episode i think you could argue they look a bit dated or whatever but but i kind of like it you know like when we get the match shot of the unit archive for example mm-hmm. i mean yeah you know it's an effect but i think oh, actually that looks quite good and and like you said i really liked the portal opening up in the ground and stuff like that and i didn't think the bane looked too bad either i mean they clearly cgi and all that sort of stuff but it wasn't cringy. it didn't i didn't sit there and think oh man that doesn't look good you know it all kind of worked i thought yeah no i did on the, on a level that it was good enough you know not amazing but it was good enough it, it all worked i mm-hmm. think
0: no i agree yeah. yeah in fact there was the bit where they go into the black archive and they fleshed it out the size and everything with cg yes that potentially looked better than when they go what's the Capaldi story when they go into the vault?
3: Oh yeah, no you don't. You're not a fan of that, are oh, you? Crikey. Um, time heist.
0: Time heist, yeah. But what well, <laughs> arguably looks better than that. Years. It, it has. It, it's awful. That that yeah. effect <laughs> they haven't even got the geometry right. It's like the I angles know. of the Oh, crikey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks um I think the, the worst effects out of all of them are the Bane characters themselves. Yeah. And even I mean, there they I think you
3: could argue that, but they still, I think work well enough
0: <laughs> yeah they're not awful no. but I think out of all the CG they were the worst ones but
3: you can tell that they've put a bit of time into it I think that's the thing you know that they didn't have much money it's a CBBC show yeah but you can tell that there's they've put a bit of love into it I keep thinking back to the the shot of in the last story Temptation of Sarah Jane remember the one the match shot of the the um, when the world had been destroyed and Big Ben was all crashed and you thought actually that's really they've really done that well for the time. And I get the same feeling with this. They probably didn't have a lot of money. They probably didn't have a lot to work with, but they've clearly like put the, the heart into it and, mm. and made it good, as good as they can because it really does show, I think. It
0: shows in in pretty much every aspect of the, the show as a whole. Mm. Yeah. You can tell that everybody's work that worked on it wants it, to, wanted it to be as good as, good as, as good it, it can be. be. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I always get that feeling, yeah.
0: What did you think to see Mrs. Wormwood then, played by Samantha Bond? Because she was the main protagonist.
3: I thought she was great, actually. Yeah. I, I think I liked her in the first story. I can't remember because that's the very first episode, isn't it? That she appears in, uh, I'm assuming, because yeah. she created Luke, it must be. Uh, it is, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I just thought she was really good in this. I thought she's playing it. She was playing it villainous, good enough to be fun for the kids as a baddie, but also... <laughs> without stepping over the line into pantomime villain. I think she was really good in this part. You know, she was menacing. Like I believed that she would do all the stuff she said she was going to do. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to mess with her, but yeah, she also brought a bit of fun to the sort of bad side as bad character as well. So I, I thought she played it really well. Um, is she in James Bond. Cause I'm sure I recognize her as, as, um, <laughs> from the James Bond film was she was she uh, Miss Moneypenny <laughs> I've just got to Google this because it was bugging me the whole time I was watching it yesterday and I was thinking I must yes yes she was yeah Miss Moneypenny that's where I know her from mm-hmm. so yeah Samantha Bond I thought was perfect casting for this I thought she was really really good Miss Moneypenny Miss Moneypenny I thought it was I think yeah. I was watching it yesterday thinking I've, I've suddenly realised where I know her from and and it's, it's that yeah yeah here's Brosnan Bond yeah so, yeah, what did, did you think she was good? She's not too pantomime or she's quite villainous, I think. Quite. Yeah,
0: I, th- I thought she, uh, some of the best villains are the quiet ones that aren't all shouty. And, mm. uh, and it, I think she plays the manipulative side of it very well. So yes. The first, two, well, the two thirds of episode one is essentially about her trying to get Sarah Jane out the way and get her Mm. on side so that she can execute the plan. It's not until she gets rumbled, isn't it, by... Her plan gets rumbled, and then she just runs with it. She's just like, yep, the cat's (laughs) out of the bag, I'm the bad guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think up to that point, she was really good, and then after that, she's just got a cool head throughout all of it. She just Mm. sticks to the plan... She even sorts out Kark, doesn't she? He plays up That's a little funny. bit.
3: <laughs> I think this is why I like her so much in that as that character because she's really rounded. She can be, she can be menacing when she needs to be bad. She can be quite humorous when she's uh, sorting out poor old Kark and <laughs> <laughs> poor old Kark. Um, and yet she can also show a caring side when she really, you know, wants to be a mum to Luke. Uh, you know, so she actually is quite a rounded character. I think she does it really well. Yeah. No, I
0: agree yeah she's um, she's an interesting
3: poor old, character poor old Cog. let's talk about Cog. oh Cog. he's a great Sontaran isn't he
0: he's alright yeah because I like him <laughs> he's good because you can tell that he's still clinging on to the old Sontar kind of spirit and the code yeah. and everything but in a way he's not really like on one end of the scale he's, <laughs> he likes to give off that impression that he's a a, a, a loyal you know What's the word a loyal uh, servant to Santara and all that, and he still upholds all that stuff. But on the other hand, he's essentially a slave. You know, he's, yeah. he's working for Mrs. Wormwood, and he's not really <laughs> doing what the Santarans would predictably do in that situation. He's just going along with it. But he does play up a little bit, doesn't he? He holds Luke at gunpoint, I think, as hostage. But she soon sorts him out.
3: Yeah damn half forms, half forms. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again what i love about so it's anthony O'Donnell, the, yeah. the actor inside the suit what i love about his performance is he manages to get a great balance between being threatening and comedic you know which is sometimes not that easy to do mm. uh so a bit like miss wormwood they both have that they manage to switch quite nicely from being you know the baddie to being quite likeable.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but I, I think he's a great Sontaran actually. And um, it's weird because if I'd never watched this, he's as far as they know, he's only in Sarah Jane, isn't he? So if I'd never watched this series, then I would never have got to sort of know that character. I, I don't know if he does, but I kind of hope he pops up again. Cause I, I quite like him. Oh no, he went in the portal, didn't he? He's gone in the, Yeah, he pushed her in and he's gone with her, didn't he? So yeah. Ugh, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you know that he's 70 years old now?
3: What? No. Was yeah. He? Yeah. Seventy.
0: Anthony O'Donnell. Yeah, he's seventy. Yeah.
3: I was. I must admit, I was dying to know. I wish I, I need to find a picture of the actual actor because I'm dying to know what he really looks like. Um, he was in Mind. It. Gosh, he's been in. Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. The Sweeney. To, he was in the
3: Sweeney. God, these are all shows I love. Well, they're really As
0: old. I, I didn't realise he was. I'm not. You know, no disrespect, but he is a fairly old-looking guy. Yeah. He looks like Father Christmas. Huh. He's got a big white he, have beard. Have you got a stuff. picture
3: of him I am just going to yeah. Google him. While we're Yeah, he's got a big talk- white
0: beard and white hair, and
3: yeah. Oh, I can't use my blimmin' Mac. I was going to. I am trying to copy and paste, and it's a disaster. Anyway, I'll have a look at him later because um, yeah, I thought he was really good. He was good, actually. Yeah, a good Santar, and yeah, a fun Santar.
0: Yes, and it seems to be a theme because, however, and we we had this a lot with Strax. Yeah, you have to be careful though because uh, some of the complaints with Strax was that it diluted the the threat of the Centaurans. You know, it made them just look like jokey, comedic kind of monsters from Doctor Who. Or aliens, yeah. sorry. But I feel like the lines well tread here, because he doesn't, he doesn't have as much comedy and one-liners as Strax does. But he still has those little moments where you just think, oh, come here. It's everything's going to be all right. Come on, you feel like he's going to break down in tears in a minute. Yeah, and, but, I must admit, yeah. and
3: that's good, isn't it? Because otherwise, he'd be a bit of a carbon copy of Strax. Exactly, and I think yeah. that's the thing. You're right. He's got he's got elements of Strax's character and the humour and the and the way he's you know wants to be the best soldier and all that. But yeah, he does rein it in slightly,
1: yeah. so it
3: does make him different. And I've now got a picture of him of the actual actor in front of me, and I do recognise him. Yeah, he was in lots of stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Had no idea that was him in the suit yeah. um I'm, yeah that's really cool to know actually yeah
0: a um, very small appearance from Rani's dad
3: yeah he's kind of just baking a cake or something yeah <laughs> he doesn't get a lot to do in this one
0: yeah but a, f- a more substantial bit at the beginning anyway from from gita Rani's mum
3: yeah it's funny because because of the way the episode starts i don't know about you but i assumed it was going to be a Geeta and Rani-led story. I thought, oh, it's going to be about them again this week. Right. Um, And it does quickly change, doesn't it, to being more of a Luke story. And if anything, Rani is the one that comes off worst in terms of getting stuff to do this week. She's mm-hmm. very much pushed to the back and Luke is pushed to the fore. Um, but because of what we said earlier, I think that's a good thing. I think that needed to happen because Rani has been quite strong and led quite a few stories now. So it's good to have Luke... Uh, at the forefront of this story but did I did you think that though at the start I thought oh it's going to be a Rani story because her mum's been thing and all that stuff
0: yeah I did for I did for a few moments Mm. absolutely yeah Um, but then that kind of gets squashed relatively quickly yeah Um, but no I yeah I thought for a moment oh it's going to be a which wouldn't have been a terrible thing but yeah
3: No, it's just I think she's she's been good in this series, but she's had quite a lot of um, she's had a lot of um, she's been in the spotlight quite a lot. I think it definitely needed Luke to come forward in this one. Um, I do. I am starting to warm towards Rani's mum. She is very over the top in her performance, but she is likable.
0: She. Yeah, no, she is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, she's just very bubbly, isn't she? I sometimes think she's a bit OTT, but I, I am warming to her. I do quite like her.
0: Well, I think it's one of those, um, as long as she get, I don't know, because in the first episode that we see Rani's dad as the headmaster, he kind of had a bit of a meatier role, didn't he? Mm. He was in that one quite a lot. and you. But whereas Rani's mum, she, I don't know, she just seems to pop up in these little moments, and the moments that she's in it, she's just got this bubbly, laughy, You just think, oh, shut
3: up. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. But in this one, she she, wasn't too bad. Let's put it this way. Rani's dad, um, Harash, he plays plays the characters more serious and straight, whereas she's very bubbly and a bit OTT. But yeah, I don't know. I'm warming to her. But she can be a bit cringe, I know. (laughs) A wee bit. Oh, yeah.
0: But not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Let's carry on with uh, characters then. So who else have we got? Uh, Well, the attic team then. So what did you think to Clyde and Rani? in this one? Cause they took a little bit of a backseat for Luke. Really?
3: They do. I mean, yeah, Rani for me gets a bit lost in this story, to be honest. She kind of just seems to be chasing the others. You know, mm-hmm. she's sort of there, but she, I don't think she gets much to do in the story, but I, again, uh, it's not a bad thing cause she has had plenty of stuff to do in previous stories. So, um, Clyde I think's really good in it as usual. He gets loads of nice one lines Again, he always gets some great lines, and he delivers the humour really well. I think. Um, I think he's a really likable character. So, I think they're both good in it. It's just that yeah, Ronnie doesn't get much to do, um, and I think Clyde sort of outshines it with his cheeky, chappy one-liners <laughs> and stuff. So, um, he definitely is a bit more memorable in this story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, as always, I think Clyde's character is he's the one to just bring the comic relief he's a great character isn't he yeah Uh, but i agree with you though mate rani she doesn't get a great deal to do she's quite angry and she's quite in the moment when she finds out her mum's been kidnapped or whatever yeah but after that point yeah she just fades in even when she's with sarah jane and they go off to the black archive and that stuff she's not really doing i mean don't get me wrong she's She's good in she is good in it, but
3: she is good. But yeah, yeah. she kind of gets a bit sidetracked, a bit lost. It she yeah. doesn't add much to this story, no, unfortunately. But that's not her fault. She's just as I said. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on in this. They throw a lot of characters in there, and mm-hmm. I think she just suffers a bit from that. But yeah, yeah, she's still good. Yeah,
0: and then Luke Tommy Knight. He has a uh, obviously a bit more to do in this one because he gets kidnapped and he has to work out is where he's come from, where he wants to be, and who he wants to be with, and all that. A little bit of a an early crisis, I, midlife crisis.
3: i kind of torn with the character of Luke. Because <laughs> I like the character and I like Tommy Knight. But I sometimes just want him to just give a little bit more. Yeah. He plays yeah. it very much. He plays such a soft... I don't know. I kind of like it because it's so in contrast to the, the other guys. <laughs> But he's so, he looks like you would knock him over with a feather, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. You know, I, every time yeah. I see him, he looks thinner. And I'm like, I wish Sarah Jane would give him a good meal. Because he, he just looks so tiny and skinny and he just, I don't know. Go his and have performance a sandwich. is very subtle. <laughs> I, I sometimes want him to just give a little bit more in his performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It just feels like, and also just the way he comes across as well. Where he just seems so...
3: Delicate.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So delicate, a bit of a snowflake and...
3: Yeah. I mean that he is good in the action scenes, like when he runs off with the what's name, to suck scroll. <laughs> you know, he's he's good he is good in the action scenes and he does get stuck in when he needs to. Um but he's still even in this one, though he, even though he's sort of forefront of this story, I think he still gets a little bit lost. I think Clyde is just the strongest yeah, character yeah. out of the three of them, and yeah. I think he probably always will be, but but I do like Luke and I think Tommy Knight's g- good in that part. Yeah. yeah, it's one um, of his
0: better ones. A bit more meat on the bones for him, for his character. Yeah, yeah.
3: and he is good with Sarah Jane, isn't he? He's always he good is. when we get scenes between those two. Um, there is a good what's the word chemistry. connection chemistry. Yep. Yeah, he's always good with Sarah Jane. Yeah. And
0: mm-hmm. um, what do you think about Sarah Jane and Liz Aidan in this one?
3: Yeah, it's funny. it's a bit like when we have the doctor. I can just I, I I hate to say the same thing every week, but she's just so good. <laughs> I love, she's just brilliant you know she's just I, I, I can't imagine there'll ever be a time when we sit here and say oh dear Liz Sladen was you know wasn't hitting <laughs> the mark this week I just can't see happening because she's just so consistently brilliant yes. um and I love her to bits it's just it's so strange to feel such a connection and and warmth towards somebody on a tv screen (laughs) do you know
0: what i mean no it is no i know what you mean i think a lot of people get that feels so
3: real i feel like sarah jane could be living around the corner Mm -hmm. and i you know and and that's because of her performance she's just yeah liz Layden's just brilliant and she's so good at working with the other characters like you never feel like there's any awkwardness or like she's trying to steal the scene or she just seems to work so well no matter who she's acting against she just seems to be hit on point you know um yeah and it is it is as i know i've said it but it is amazing to see her and the brig together i just just the scene of them sat next to each other in the car just strolling <laughs> along chatting i mean it's just magic it's amazing yeah. those two just magic yeah yeah, yeah i haven't I,
0: got anything else to say mate it's it, the same as you, but I don't want to say the same thing like a stuck record every time. We do. Yeah, yeah. But she is just consistently brilliant in every story. She's got so much heart, you know, and warmth and mm. she's just, yeah.
3: I just love magic. being in her company, even mm-hmm. though it's a blimmin TV show. I, it's like, I think that's why I'm enjoying this series so much. It's, it's like visiting a friend once a, once a month. I just love being in Sarah Jane's company you know um oh. i'll tell you a scene i love as well was when the sonic lipstick got crushed and i was like oh, oh no the sonic yeah. lipstick oh no and then she brings out another one at the end and she's like well oh, you didn't think i'd only got one a girl doesn't only have one lipstick or something And i was like yeah <laughs> she's just great she's just brilliant
0: uh, one thing i just want to mention before we get on to scores is mm-hmm. we had two bloody fanfares this one
3: yeah <laughs> and the thing is this time she did she's like i'm in a hurry and he still <laughs> does the full duh, 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 duh. mr smith does the full, full fanfare thing. thingy does not he
0: yeah <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to mention before we put a score on this
3: no actually i just thought something else to do with liz sladen Actually, um you know well i know we said she's great performance and all that sort of stuff she's also very good at doing these end of episode speeches that just hit me like a an arrow through the heart oh yeah yeah (laughs) so so she does it at the end of this one we get a lovely wrap up she's talking about sharing moments with friends and then you see her and the brig hug and he drives off and puts his hand up and you know uh, I wouldn't say I was in bits this week, but it, it got me emotionally again. And she's so good at those, it, her voice and everything. Oh yeah. It's just, yeah. I just thought it was a lovely, lovely ending to the episode. It yeah. is
0: lovely. Yeah. She yeah. says that, um,
3: I feel like she's like a teacher in a way you sit there and you listen to the words that she's saying and it's going in and you're thinking, Oh, she's so right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's almost like, uh, yeah. she's just, yeah.
0: It's a, uh, yeah. The, the world's a, slightly less shinier isn't it without this laden around but mm. yeah she does say that as she's saying goodbye to the brig she's like the, the universe can be amazing our own little corner of it and aliens will always visit and all that stuff because it's a wonderful place to be and it's mm. for the kids and stuff it's just so that's exactly what you want to hear mm. that positivity and that loveliness and
3: that lovely ending as well. The last shot of them just stood in the attic, and then it pans up through the window, and you're like, "Yeah, they're there." Yeah. I think that's the thing. That's that's the kind of thing that leaves me thinking, "God, I can't wait for the next series." Mm-hmm. That's yep. the kind of thing that leaves you wanting more. You're just like, "Yeah, there they are, ready to go again." What a team! Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: Scores, then, buddy.
3: Scores on the doors. I think it's you to go first this time, isn't it? No way. Was it me? It's you, man. It's me, is it? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go for an eight, eight out of ten. I, I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable and a, a good end to the series. I thought.
0: I am going to give it a three. Point, no, no. I'm going to give <laughs> it. An, I'm going to give it an eight.
3: <laughs> You're giving it an eight as well. An eight as well. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's
0: I good. I think it's just a thoroughly good, a thoroughly good watch.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Very good. What did our listeners think? We had a few reviews in. We got some audio clips in. Oh, good. Let's do the first one. This is Sammy Satine.
3: Hey, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So, the enemy of the Bane, the Brigadier, the Brigadier. He is, of course, brilliant as everyone. I really do think it's such a shame he never appeared in the new series of Doctor Who. Rest in peace, Brigadier. And Nicholas Courtney, of course. Karg is back. The Sontaran who tried to destroy the Earth before via satellites, now making a noble sacrifice mrs wormwood is back too and she looks great in purple poor geeta gets put in a trance again and kidnapped i like the fact that brigadier's cane had a bullet in it to fire in an emergencies and that he used it to stop that slimy major kilburn i give it nine brigadier
2: sir alistair gordon lethbridge stewart's out of ten see ya <laughs> nine that's good
0: and nine that's cool thank you very much sammy
2: yeah cheers sammy
0: uh, next up is matt Steele.
2: Hello, Gary and Adam. Matt Steele here again. Hope you guys well had a good week. So, Enemy of the Bane. First off, I think Nicholas Courtney gives an absolutely fantastic performance as the Brigadier, especially given his age. I think he was, yeah, just stellar. Um, I think everyone had some pretty fun, wa- funny one-liners in this, especially uh, Sarah Jane Clyde and Mrs Wormwood. Um, it was a nice tie-in to Tooth and Claw when Rani says, I bet she wasn't amused when talking about Queen Victoria. Uh, The Bane CGI is a little dated, but it's good for the time. Uh, I'm not sure how the Bane would have been stopped by a hosepipe, but there we go. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the story gives Luke a bit more of a chance to have uh, some more Backbone. Um, I thought Karg would have been a better shot seeing he's supposed to be one of the most feared warriors in the galaxy, but that's my opinion. Um, and how can Stonehenge be a portal to Horath and be a prison to, for the Doctor in the Pandorica Opens at the same time? I think there's some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff going on there. Um, it's not as good as last week, but it's it's still pretty good. I give this a 7 out of 10. Cheers, guys. Have a good week.
3: 7. Cheers, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's a good point about the... Um... She's not a muse line. I like that. And he's just reminding me, I bet you liked the Star Wars. Um, <laughs> well, it's not a quote, is it? But it's a bit of a homage to it. When she says, I am your mother. Mr. Dev, I am your father. Clearly, a little Star Wars reference there. A little, yeah. A little yeah. poke.
0: Yeah, that was good. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh,
3: yeah, she c- said, I'm your mother, Luke. Anyway, either way, it was a Star Wars. Thing. I'm your yeah. mother, Luke. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you very much Matt And uh, last audio clip This is Luke Malloy
3: Hello Gary and Adam It's Luke Malloy here And today it's Enemy of the Bane um, I'll just come out and say it I'm not really fond of this one Which is a shame Because I, I did quite enjoy the Sarah Jane Avengers um, But I'll probably go as far as to say This is the worst in series too uh, I'm not a fan of the Bane As monsters in general They don't really do anything for me and um, the story, but a little nice reintroduction of the brig, is doesn't really capture me at all. I uh, just not that interested in it, <laughs> really at all. Um, it's still got nice moments. I mean, Sarah Jane and the gang are always like quite good to watch. Um, so it's not terrible, but it's just not the best Sarah Jane there is. Um, so I'll give it a five out of ten. Thanks again. Hardless, hardless. No, no, it's fine if you didn't didn't dig it. Oh, it's a shame.
0: Luke not feeling this one.
3: He's not feeling it. Well, not fair at enough. all. No.
0: Oh well. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for sending your audio clips. Very much appreciated as always. Uh, over on Twitter, we had Jack at uh, Hoovernear says, "I absolutely adore this story. To see Nick meet List for the for the last time is a real treat, especially with Unit appearing briefly." The fact that the Bane return for the story makes it even better as they are one of the best SJA villains. Cannot fault it at 9.5. Ooh, cool. Uh, The Who Society. Overall, it's a really enjoyable story. Having Nick Courtney back is just great and from the moment he turns around, everyone's heartstrings begin to pull. Always good to see the Bane back. The story is also helped by great visuals. Acting and music, 8.5 Uh, our Jordan Shortman says love this one on its initial release it's lovely to see Nick caught in this and Terror again Samantha Bond is great as always and Karg uh, was a nice addition overall it's another great entry into the SJA world and a great addition for classic fans bless Nick yeah Uh, Sir Jake B says great episode lovely to see the Brig and Sarah Jane United great acting but the ending is a bit naff 8 out of 10 hmm let's have a look as one more. Nope, that was Spencer telling me off. Telling you off. <laughs> the of who. Uh, right, let's go over to Facebook. Uh, Charlie Turner says, apart from The Last Tyrant, this is the only episode from series two I remember seeing for the most part. Nice to see the brig again since Battlefield for the very last time, even though I had no idea who he was on the first few back when this said on TV. Uh, a nice solid story, but not amazing. Can't really think of a rating for this one, but if I do, I'll let you know on a future comment. Fair enough. Up in the air, Charlie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles McKenzie. He was hanging. <laughs> yeah. Miles McKenzie, a great story yet again. Absolutely loved the brig and had a nice, cool little plot going on too. All the cast were on point again and an unexpected fate for Karg. Still loved the moment where it's revealed the brig had a secret weapon in his walking stick. A nine mm-hmm. out of ten. Nine out of ten, yeah. And lastly, Joseph Howard says, this was a great episode. Another episode involving the Bane and Mrs. Wormwood and this time, no Kelsey. Uh, It was good to see the Brig again, but at the same time, sad that this was his actual last appearance before Nick Courtney died. And finally, he got to shoot an alien with live bullets. I was surprised that Karg was the Bane agent and ended sacrificing himself for his race. A nine out of ten. Yeah, cool. Some pretty decent scores there overall.
3: Yeah, that's nice. It's a good ending, I think, to the series. I'm so excited to move on to series three because I know we've got, even though I haven't seen... I think I've seen one story not from series three, but I mean, from the next series, I don't even know which series it is. I've seen the one with Matt Smith. So I know we've got, um, the 10th doctors coming up, I think in the next series, um, following on from that Joe Grant and the 11th doctor pop up in a future series. I don't think that's the next series. The a future. Ser- you know, it. we've got some real gems to come. I think, um, somebody said to us didn't they at the start when we started reviewing sarah jane it just gets better and better yes and i think they're yeah. right i think every time i mean yeah it does so i think it's just i just can't wait to get on to series three i'm <laughs> loving no, it i agree yeah, yeah. it's been
0: yeah. awesome so far yeah uh next week for our review we're zipping back through the time vortex for classic doctor mm. who <laughs> what have we got next yeah. week buddy
3: mm. well Hmm. It's a first Doctor story. We haven't done a first Doctor in a while, and it's a long one. it's a, you're gonna yeah gonna have to get a few hours in on this one. It's the Keys of Marinus.
0: The Keys next of Marinus.
3: I am actually so up for a first Doctor story. I'm really in the mood for a bit of Hartnell. Um, Keys of Marinus. Now, how many episodes is six. that? Is it six? Is it?
0: Yep. Cool. What was the last Hartnell story we did? The Tenth Planet back in October.
3: Was it really? Yeah. Ah, well overdue then. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing a bit more, uh, a bit of Hartnell next week. That's going to be good. Six parts, eh? It's the ones with the funny wetsuit people, isn't it? Vords, Vord and all that. can't remember what they're called, Vords? Uh,
0: the, yeah, double O, Vord.
3: Vord, yeah. Do you remember, yeah. well, yeah, do you remember those? I just remember there's a famous shot of one of them lifting up Caroline Ford and it, just looking like she really didn't want to be there. But Anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to that
0: yeah uh, yeah, it should be good and they've got the oh it's yeah they've got like the black hood things on
3: yeah they've got these funny little That's antlers, it. Uh, not antlers um, funny little things on their head yeah yeah. anyway I can't remember what they do in the episode I just remember that picture of of that one lifting up Susan but yeah <laughs> so six parts of next week keys of Marinus keys of
0: Marinus yes get that watch because we're asking for your your points and uh, views as always and I think we're going to wrap there buddy for two three one hmm Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with us through episode two three one. It's been awesome having you aboard the TARDIS as always. Thank you so much for your reviews and thoughts on the Enemy of the Bane from Sarah Jane. Whether we wrap up series two of that next week, classic Doctor Who, the Keys of Marinus from the First Doctor. So get your dofters out, get those six parts watched. Don't care how you do it, all six together. Three and three, two and two and two, whatever you like. But we'll be Just asking. <laughs> Just get it, get it done. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, head over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our previous shows on there. Plus, there are buttons to link off to the various podcast networks if you want to give our show a subscribe so that you don't miss it when it goes out on a Friday morning. And if you are a, an iTunes listener, if you could spare a minute for a review and a rating that would be awesome because that helps us out lots and lots and lots there are also buttons there to link off to the various social networks we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram so head over there we chat Doctor Who and various snippets and bits and bobs throughout the week between shows so it'll be great to have you on over there also check out my co-host's YouTube channel The Geeks Mm. Handbag yes Geeks Handbag The Geeks (laughs) Handbag last video was good all of your autographs and photos and whatnot. Yeah. Very interesting. Very nice. You, you must have a huge collection of that stuff by now.
3: I have got a lot of autos, actually. Yeah. Binders
0: yeah. and binders overflowing with all of them.
3: Binders it. of them all going moldy in the <laughs> corner of the bedroom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, I think the last couple of videos was, uh, was it? You had an unboxing. You did a load of blind boxes.
3: Oh, I love the blind boxes. Who does? They're doesn't? my favourite videos oh. to do. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, so give Adam a subscribe over on YouTube just do a search for the Geeks Handbag and you're also on all other social channels under the same Mm. name so just do a search for the Geeks Handbag get involved uh, give us all a a like and a follow so we can all chat and and talk Doctor Who and all that stuff until next week for episode 232 my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember (laughs) eh 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 Elondi